With that said, let's hear Reverend Jim Bale's message from the third Sunday of Advent, December 12th, Mary, Bearer of God's Coming. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to worship with Kern Memorial United Methodist Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I am Reverend Jim Bales, the interim pastor of Kern Memorial Church, and thank you for joining us. As always, we pray that worship will glorify God, will glorify the name of Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit, that worship might be inspiring and inspirational to, to us all. Our call to worship, sing and rejoice, O daughter Zion, for lo, I will come and dwell in your midst, says the Lord. We worship in Advent, awaiting God's renewed coming in our lives, in the Christ child, in the kingdom of God, in the very next moments. And so we worship. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our joy. May the joyful promise of our presence, O God, make us rejoice in our hope of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Good morning. Today's scripture comes from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Mary bearer of God's coming. I begin this message with two brilliant, obvious statements. First of all, 
We cannot have Christmas without Christ. And number two, we cannot have Christ without Mary. We cannot have Christmas without Christ, of course, because Christmas is all about the Christ child. The very word Christmas means Christ mass, Christ celebration, Christ adoration. And no matter what activities we may have, we cannot have Christmas without Christ. But in the same way, we cannot have, did not have Christ without Mary. The Advent promise, prophecy from the prophet Isaiah that God's coming was going to involve that a, a child was to be born, a son was to be given. Our basic Christian belief is that the ultimate advent of God was God coming to us as one of us, God becoming flesh in Jesus Christ in, in this child. The child born of Mary. And so Mary obviously is important, certainly important to Matthew and Luke in their Christmas stories, also important to each of the gospel writers as we find Mary in a few places in the life and ministry of Jesus, and especially at the cross and on Easter. And the church has sought to understand Mary through the years, to think more and more about Mary, and this has re resulted in two divergent understandings of Mary. There has been the exalted uh, Catholic veneration of Mary, and also, the, conversely, there has been what one Protestant has called the annoying Protestant hysteria, sometimes about saying anything about Mary other than at Christmas or at the cross. Let's look at the story that Shanda just read. Luke's story. And it begins with the angel Gabriel. And an angel in the Bible is a messenger of God from God, sent by God with a God mission and a God message. And Gabriel's in incredible message to this young Mary. Greetings, favored one. The word is literally, greetings, O graced one. O God, graced one, the Lord is with you. And certainly, Mary is perplexed. Do not be afraid, Mary, this Gabriel says. And he goes on to say, Mary, you're going to conceive, and you are going to bear a son, and his name will be Jesus. And as we heard read uh, beautifully, the, the mission of the baby Jesus. Mary responds. Mary responds as we would expect her to respond. 
How can this be? For Mary knows that she is a virgin. But the angel continues. The angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. This shall be the act and the work of the Holy Spirit. That is, the work of God in the world, even the work of God within you, young Mary. And remember your relative, Elizabeth, in her old age also has conceived. And nothing is impossible with God. And Mary hears. And Mary goes on in a few moments in, in a passage, subsequent verses that we call the Magnificat. And Mary responds beginning in Luke 1.46. My soul magnifies the Lord. It's as if the name and being of the Lord is magnified and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And listen to what Mary continues to say. For God has looked with favor upon the lowliness of his servant. Not upon the exalted status which she has, but upon the lowliness of your servant. And Mary sees her place in the story, her place in God's coming, as young as she is, as socially low, of a low position as she is, the virgin that she is. But Mary not only sees the implications for herself, but the message for any and all of the lowly ones. And Mary continues to say, for he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and he has lifted up the lowly and he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Mary hears and understands what Gabriel is saying, what God is about to do. That God is calling her forth in her social lowliness to be nothing less than the bearer of God's coming. And that if God would do this with her, that could it be, Mary seems to say, that God is uplifting all lowly ones, exalting all uh, humble ones, and that God can come to, and God can be with, and that perhaps anyone, especially the lowly, the humble, the hurting, the unexpected, are part of God's story. And they may also be bearers of God's coming. Not in the same way as Mary, of course, but also 
bearers of God's coming. We have heard the promise that God is coming. We have heard John seeking to prepare us that we would accept God when God does come, and God forbid that we would miss God's coming. And could we this day look back upon our lives and think of some people, some people that the Holy Spirit might bring to our remembrance, people who perhaps were bearers of God's coming in our very lives. If we would be so blessed to have such experiences and such memories, and I am confident that we have had, could it be that such God's comings were not in the high and mighty and boasting and earthly powerful, but perhaps in the humble and the lowly, perhaps even the sinful and the broken. As I have come to this part in this message preparation this week, I prayerfully thought back over my life, asking myself the very question I just asked you. And by the grace of God, my mind was filled and my soul overflowing in a spiritual, emotional experience of indeed re remembering person after person, so many people and places and, and circumstances in whom God did come, that I and others had God experiences in them and through them. And if they were told that or realized that, they would have been so surprised and so shocked and, and they would have said and have said, how, how could this be? That's the way God came with and for Mary. There's so many people that I can name. I want to mention one unforgettable person. Her name was Royetta, now in glory, and I am confident that Royetta is in glory. A church I served uh, first met Royetta through the weekly soup kitchen. Uh, she was physically uh, disabled and um, emotionally um, disabled. Uh, she had four children that had to be um, removed uh, by the state because the judgment was made that uh, she and her husband Richard could not care for them. The judge allowed me to sit with them inside the bar when that final termination of parental rights was made, and oh, how heartbreaking. Royetta could be a problem in the soup kitchen. She would 
act out and shout out at times. More milk, Mr. Bales. I, mean, I still hear ringing through the decades. But the church started a tradition that we called a community Christmas. A downtown church, we asked what our community was, and we realized our most immediate spatial community was the urban city. So the church made a real effort because we had some prior relationships with families and children from the downtown shelters and uh, some low-income housing uh, nearby. And so we had this incredible event of a, of a fellowship meal, uh, a crowded fellowship hall, about half of church members, uh, most of us affluent church members, and about half filled with some the world's common and poor and even homeless people. Well, that night we said and started a tradition that anyone could be in the Christmas program. That very night, anyone, church member or from the shelters, young, old, anyone could be in the Christmas pageant. And so, who wants to be a shepherd? The hands went up, and the bathrobes were prepared, and they were costumed. And who wants to be the angels? And, and half of the, of, of the females in Knox County wanted to be angels that night, including Royetta. So I didn't really know how you know, this was going to go. An hour later, we were in that vast sanctuary that was darkened. The spotlight was on the manger scene. And the star of Bethlehem was shining upon all the angels, the host of angels, including Royetta. Almost every angel was a child, except Royetta, who was an adult child. And at that moment, as they were singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Royetta stood there in her angel costume, XXXL angel costume, and beamed. She beamed. It was as if she had digested the star of Bethlehem. And she beamed. She did not act out. She beamed. And, and so many of us in this audience knew her. And we looked at Royetta, never thought of Royetta as an angel. We had never seen Royetta in that light. No one had ever asked or allowed Royetta, we found out, to be an angel before that night. And Royetta and along with some others. And that moment changed Royetta. There came a spiritual depth in Royetta from that moment.
But in the entire audience, afterwards they said, this is Christmas. This experience is Christmas. Not just the, the shiniest, glitterous Christmas presentation, but we experience the coming of God. Especially in the young Marys there that night. And in the humble in the lowly. We had weekly Thursday evening worship services in our fellowship hall that we called community worship. There may be 10 people there. there sometimes there were 30 there. There'd be about half church members and incredible fellowship. You'd have UT professors or somebody from Sequoia Hill sitting next to folks from the shelters. We had our open prayer concerns. And boy, we heard some raw prayer concerns and some deep thanksgiving. Oh God, thank you for this meal we had tonight. I, I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. A man prayed. That's prayer. One night, Royetta prayed, God, help the people to, that have my children to love them better than I could love them. Our senior minister, Ken Carter, who soon became Bishop Ken Carter, was there that night. He mentioned Royetta by name in a lecture that was later published. I would say and show her the book and her name, Royetta. Dr. Carter mentioned you in the book and he didn't mention me in the book. And she went, ha, 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 Mr. Bales. Several years later, I received a phone call that Royetta had died, and I was asked to lead the uh, graveside service, and and there were there were family members there, and I told um, several of Royetta experiences that we had had with her over a a number of, of years. Some of them so hilarious, and some of them this poignant. But then I pulled out that book. And read what Dr. Carter had said about Royetta's prayer. God, help the people that have my children to love them better than I could love them. And I passed that book around the family. They had never heard this, they had never known that. Unknown to me, leading that service, was that three of her four children were present 
three of her four children that didn't remember much about their mother were told that the prayer of her life was that the others who had received them would love them. God came to that graveside. We experienced God's advent, God's coming in the lowly, humble, unforgettable, such a sad life story of Royetta. And Mary's second response was, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. The word meaning the female servant of the Lord, and that was the lowest of the low. Here I am, let it be. Let it be according to you know, to your word. And it happened. And because it happened, we have Jesus Christ. And we have Christmas. And we have love and forgiveness and, and salvation and hope and, and eternity. We have God. Martin Luther, the first Protestant, and Father Raymond Brown, the late Raymond Brown, the foremost Roman Catholic New Testament scholar of the 20th century, agree that they call Mary the first disciple. The bearer of God's coming in her lowliness, in her humility, in her faith. By the grace of God, is there any way that we might be such disciples? That God would open our eyes to see God's coming in the lowly ones in, in the world? Or that we ourselves might be part of God's coming. Let it be, God. Let it be. May we pray. Well, God, we pray that you would focus our sacred memories upon Gabriel and Mary. And Mary's self-surrender in faith. And gracious God, 
grant to us anything like such faith, such hope, such love. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us in worship with Kern Memorial United Methodist Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to God's advent, God's coming in the Christ child. May God bless you and keep you. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.